Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at Center.com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Okay, it looks like we're going to have to relaunch our show, everybody. Oh, man, we hate when this happens. That's okay. It's, it's, it's what happens here on the radio show. Just bear with us. You're going to hear me twice for one second. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Let me get my headset on, um, or let me figure this out somehow, because we're having uh, double the... Uh, Double the knee. This is not good. Hold on one second. Let me try and figure this out. Because what we do need to do, we have um, the awesome Ed Rosenthal on. Hold on one second. I'm going to fix it somehow. Now we're live, right? I can turn this down for one second. Can you hear me now? Okay, now you can hear me. All right, hold on one second. Let me get readers on because I can't even figure anything out anymore. Now we have to figure out <clears throat> how we get our awesome guests on there because that's always the question. Uh, uh, all right, Ed, this is Bell Starr from Weeds Day Wednesday. Can you hear us? You can hear us. Okay, um, give me one moment. I have to figure out how to be able to um hear you because yeah because my audience can't hear you at the moment we're having to try and uh trick the radio show um so let me do one thing i know what we're going to do here uh, this happens every time this is uh i'm i apologize uh but uh give me one second here i think i know what to do here um and we are going to uh let's see here we're going to disconnect our yeah our yeah, R, yeah, R, 
What about that? What about that? Yeah. What about that? Okay, we'll stop that. Hold on. Sorry. Can you hear me now? I'm going to see if Ed can call into. Hello? Ed, can you call in? Can you hear me now? 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 Many uh, difficulties. Did we just cut out on the, the other show? <laughs> on weekday, Wednesday, you can hear us? Okay. And Ed, can you still hear me? Yes. Okay. Oh, thank you so much um, for your patience. I uh, apologize. I can't even tell you this program of ours. We're going to switch <laughs> after today. That's horrible. How are you doing? You're doing well, and yourself? Oh, well, I'm, uh, I'm a little frustrated at the moment, but I'm so excited to have you here. Um, I just, I, I'm sorry we wasted so much time. Where are you, where are you right now? Oakland, California. Oh, I was born in Oakland, California. Well, yeah. you're a native. Yes. Uh, grew up in Napa and then uh, moved out to uh, Arizona, and that's where we are now. Uh, we're in Tucson, Arizona. How's the weather out there? There's, it, there's no weather here. Yeah, I, yeah. It's where in the area it doesn't have weather. That's true. There you are. Oh, there I am. Hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, it's a, it's, it's a hot day here today, but we handle it with a couple yeah. bong hits and uh, a lot of hydration, a lot of water and vitamin water, and we do just fine today. Uh, so awesome. Thank you for being here. Um Congratulations on your book. We're super excited for you. Uh, that's fantastic. You're, it's the Revised Cannabis Grower's Handbook, the Complete Guide to Marijuana and Hemp Cultivation. That's really, really awesome. Uh, there it is in the corner of your screen. Check that out. I love it. I love social media for that. I don't. I, obviously, you know I don't know how to do social media. So <laughs> nine years in, over nine years, I'm like, wow, can I really do this? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I've got a pile of your books here. We have a health center in Tucson, uh, and we have your books for sale there, and we're really excited to have your latest book there as well. Um, awesome. So uh, your book just did it come out yesterday? No, we'll be off the press in a week or so. Okay, fabulous. Awesome, yeah. Barnes and Amazon everywhere. The whole everybody can get it. Tumbleweeds Health Center. (laughs) (laughs) 
Awesome. That's great. Uh, and you collaborated with a, a few different people this time, yeah? Well, uh, there were two other co-authors, uh, Dr. Rob Flannery, who uh, has a PhD in uh, uh, plant biology and uh, also runs Dr. Rob Farms. Angela Bosco, for a reason, cannabis journalist has been involved in it for about 15 years and uh, helped with uh, the first uh, last edition 10 years ago. Wow. And I'm glad to come back to, to this project because it was a great collaboration. And then we used uh, experts in all areas, specialty areas, whether it was uh, air or nutrients and uh, the uh, other aspects. And so there were approximately 20 people involved in uh, actually putting this book together. Some had smaller pieces and some larger, but, uh, and then uh, uh, the three of us um, uh, wrote most of it and revised other parts of it and, uh, you know, from, from the other authors, so it has a consistent narrative. And here's the book. Here it is. We can't yeah. wait to get our hands on it. I'm excited to read it uh, or check it out. I hope it has lots of pictures. I'm better at pictures. It's a serious book, but um, we avoid jargon, so it doesn't become a pain to read. Right. And and, uh, uh, and we try to keep it really interesting rather for a long time, um, and I've been growing the auto flowers for a long time. Um, yeah, you sent me some pictures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at them now, actually. Those are um, six, they'll be six weeks old tomorrow from seeds. Those are my babies. Yeah. And you're very right. Growing marijuana is addicting. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it really is. Well, that's the warning that uh, we put in the beginning of the book, Cannabis, uh, using cannabis may not be addictive, but growing it certainly is. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, how did I do? How am I doing so far? Yeah, boy, I'm so glad they're pretty happy. Pretty happy, and we begin, um, and you know, they're in the uh, early part of flowering. Yeah. Uh, because they're bottle uh, flowers, and mm -hmm. uh, so they're doing pretty well. Thank you. I tried to zoom in on a couple things I thought maybe were problems, but so far they look pretty good. Um, I, I, I have had some little tiny things, little leaf hoppers. What are those about? Why are they in my room? And all of a sudden crickets are coming. <laughs> Into your room? Yeah. Leaf hoppers are on my plants. Not a lot, just an occasional. Well, uh, I will put up some yellow sticky, uh, uh -huh. Yeah. Make sure they're not, not near the, too near the plants. Right. And, um, uh, if, if they're, if it's just an occasional invader, it might not be. Uh, it might not be serious, but um, uh, I would keep the close watch. Okay. Yeah. I, I get a few here and there, and I've got the yellow stickies, and I just try and get in there and grab them. 
I I also have this fun little thing. I don't know if you know we you know. Oh yes, I, oh, I know all about that. Fun for the whole family. It is. It really is, and I didn't know because we had a mosquito infestation with the with the monsoons we've been having. Yeah. And yeah. I got that, and I thought, you know what? I bet the plant room would be a good place for that. So I go and hold. I wand over the plants and shake them a little, and. <laughs> it's really good if uh, you have light flash. Oh yeah. sleep 
or something, you know, in the evening. And uh, so I think that uh, it's really good to be able to have, you know, a work to different uh, varieties yeah. to suit the mood. Yeah, I usually do. I grow a variety. I prefer indica, but I have the divas around for my friends. <laughs> yeah. They like that. Well, I, I have this variety right now. Uh, it, I used, when I had a, uh, uh, a clone center, I sold a particular variety, J27, and uh, uh, it was lost for a long time, but I, I found somebody who had a, a direct cutting descendant of it. And uh, the, the plant itself is weak, but, the, but it, it's still potent. But it's not a vigorous plant, and uh, so I'm working with uh, with a team to make it uh, a more vigorous plant again. Yeah, we're we're, hyb we're hybridizing hybridizing it, and uh, also uh, uh, bringing it back to its original. But uh, so it, it should be. I hopefully it will be available in, in a year or so. Um, probably not. Yeah. Depends on what it's hibernated with. <laughs> well, I used a numbering system, uh, with the varieties, uh, with, with the different varieties when I was, uh, had, uh, the, the clone center and, um, uh, so that's how that came. I'll probably give it a more romantic name of some sort. Of course. Yeah, it's a very, it's very social. It's a very social. Okay. And, and, um, and it also, uh, you know, I hate to use the term or I'm not going to use, or let's say it just, it makes people feel good. That's yeah. what, that's the other thing. I don't want to say antidepressant because right. that has a lot of implications to it, but, yeah. but it generally, uh, it's a mood elevator. Right. So. We get we get patients and um, older patients and they're a little afraid of the, the quote high. And I say, well, what's wrong with a little bit of happy? And they they get this smile on their face and they giggle and they go, oh yeah, well nothing, you know. And I, you know, it makes you feel good. What what is wrong with that, you know? And it, especially right now, there's so much stress out in the world, um, and even inside the world, wherever you are, there's just a lot of stress happening. So. Um, Happiness is a good thing. Feeling good is a good thing. <laughs> we need a lot more of that. Well, we come from a culture, uh, you know, uh, even uh, 50 years ago, it was a culture uh, uh, that uh, recognized, that, uh, recognized um, it didn't recognize happiness. It, mm -hmm. it, in other words, if, if, um, if you felt good, there should be a retribution for the good. You know, um, that, uh, that, uh, the, and that comes from the pilgrims who were naturally dour people, you know, and had negativity about, uh, about anything that, uh, was pleasurable. So that, so that, and basically American culture was like that. So that if you had a pleasurable experience, it should be balanced by negative negativity. Yeah. And I think that, over the past 50 or 60 years, that's changed a bit. Yeah, I think it's changed a 
whole lot. I think, uh, a lot of the older generations are kind of accepting that it's okay to feel good. <laughs> no, 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 they're dying. That's, well, that's they're dying and being replaced. That's, yeah, that's you're not you're not really changing the people so much. Yeah. You're not changing people's attitudes so much as changing the people. The people. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's, you know, that's absolutely life. <laughs> that's how that happens. Um, all right. So let's see. What other than your what is it? J twenty seven. You said what's in your garden right now? Can we ask? What do you? What's your what's your favorite thing to grow? I have some uh, super bud. I have uh, uh, a blue dream, mm. but most uh, mostly I've been harvesting. Mm. I only have a few plants left. Yeah, you growing outdoors. Uh, I've been growing for the summer. I've been growing outdoors. It's very difficult to grow indoors here uh, all year round if if you're near if you're near a garden area because uh, there is no dead season here just as in Arizona. In Arizona, the summer might be a dead season, you know, in certain parts, in that it's difficult for insects at, certain, at high temperatures. Right. But, but we, we're constantly infested all the time. You just have to accept that, uh, that you go, unless you have um, a very aseptic garden, you're, going, you're always going to be attacked. Right. So if you're around gardens. Right. So, uh, That's what I wondered about how, uh, because I, I have an indoor grow. Uh, yes. It's very controlled. So, and even, you know, bugs get in there too. It's nature. It's, it's just nature. So you said you're always being attacked out, you know, natural pesticides. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I don't mean me personally. Uh, no, my 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 mites don't like me too much, but but uh, but I I uh, I'm constantly attacked by mites and thrips. The thrips. Oh, okay. So so um, generally, like I'm also a slacker. So you know, like I'm supposed to keep to a schedule and everything, and I talk about keeping to a schedule, but you know, sometimes I don't because. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, but I try to spray once a week with, um, and you know, I developed a pesticide called Zero Tolerance, and oh, it's yeah. basically, and you know, it's no secret what it is. It's cinnamon, clove, rosemary, and thyme oils, mm -hmm. and they're very effective uh, in, in, as insecticides and recognized as that. So I I fog once a week generally. Okay. But but I'm always it's always being attacked. I mean I'm it's just I just accept it. Um, I, I'm uh, frustrated by it, but yeah. you have to do what you can. Yeah. So um, let's see. Okay, I have a fun question for you. What's you know with with technology and I mean there's so much going on right now with like I've heard you talk about like growing cannabis like in here.
THC or other cannabinoids or terpenes and putting them in a yeast and so that the yeast will express then express its THC. So just imagine the difference between put, setting up a garden, put, turning on lights for 90 days, 60 or 90 days or something like that, right. and uh, waiting or taking a bucket, some sugar and the appropriate yeast and in four or five days you'll have a liquid that has a high concentrate of uh, whatever you wanted to express, THC, CBD, um, terpenes. I, I see uh, I, I, my vision of it is that somebody like you would buy, uh, for instance, the genetics for white widow. Right. And, and so it would have uh, uh, yeast that express different cannabinoids as well as terpenes, and so that you would get that, re basically get that recipe. Right. And then you would uh, just uh, separate the uh, 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 the cannabinoids from uh, from the solution, or maybe even drink it right. just as is, so you have a, a cannabinoid beer. Get a little starter kit. Yeah. 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 And uh, <laughs> that would, uh, so I think that that would be um, that's a good possibility and people you know say oh that's terrible that's terrible but I just think that it makes it much more democratic you don't need lights you don't need a lot of space all you need is would need is a bucket some sugar and the yeast right and you can come in one of those mm -hmm. little wooden barrel starter kits you know you, you mm -hmm. can ferment it in the wood barrel yeah, right well or, or, or a five gallon bucket <laughs> Is that home growers are allowed to grow? Yeah. 
that you can grow your own, just like you grow your own, as you mentioned, tomatoes. And I, I mentioned the tomato model in, in growers, marijuana growers handbook. And basically what the tomato model is, is that there are organizations of all different sizes, multinational corporations, large national corporations, regional farmers, small farmers, gardeners, and they're all involved in the tomato market. And there's room for, for all of them. Right. But the, the most tomatoes in the United States are grown by home growers. Right. <laughs> yeah, if you take all the, home, all the yeah. tomatoes grown by home growers, yeah. non-commercially, right. and compare with all the tomatoes that are grown commercially, more tomatoes, you know, heavier weight of tomatoes is grown by home growers than by, than by uh, 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 commercial right. tomato growers. Right. And, that's what, and that's what I want to ensure is that home, that people have the right to grow their own. That's, in 1972, when they had the first marijuana initiative, it, it failed. It was in California, but it was the, 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 uh, one of the phrases that was used was uh, free uh, backyard, uh, free backyard marijuana. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Everybody should right. have access if they want to, you know. Right. Everybody should have the ability to, to grow their own. If, yeah. At least legally. I mean, they, you know, people's circumstances vary, but. But the state shouldn't interfere with uh, with home cultivation. Why do you think they're because there's still so many states that are holding out like they have medical programs, but they're like, okay, you can only do CBD, you can only vape, you can only take a pill, you can only you know only if you have this disease and you can't grow. I mean, what, yeah. what do you think? Well, well, um, I think legislators. I think that um, uh, first of all, that that politicians, you know. The reason why most politicians are in politics isn't for public service or anything, but it's because they have some kind of ego problem and they want to be loved. And, uh, and for, yeah, it's not just, it's not power. It's that, like, you look at these people and, and a good proportion of them are, um, they are uh, deficient in, um, in their personality, person, have some personality deficiencies that makes them want to have power. I mean, Nixon, for instance, was an extreme example of paranoia that created it, but there are all kinds of it. So when they ask mirror, mirror on the wall, who, you know, who's the most popular of them all? Well, we know who's the most popular. Marijuana wins every time that it's on the ballot. Yep. Or nearly every time it's on a ballot, and it wins by much higher proportion than politicians do, and they can't stand it. They can't stand that people feel that they prefer marijuana than their politician, yep. and they and they hate it because they can't control it. And um, you know, alcohol, they they can pretty much can control alcohol mm -hmm. because people don't realize how simple uh, brewing is, but. Um, they they can't control this, and uh, they they just hate that they don't have that control. 
Right. That's what it's all about. That's what it's been about. That's why people have been going to jail for 50 or 60 years. It's all because of these politicians' deficiencies. I mean, it's a, it's a different, looking at it in a different way, it has nothing to do with marijuana was good or bad for people or anything like that. It was just a, it was just a matter of control. Right. And then, then you have the cops who were enforcing it. And you know that a good proportion of the cops were bullies in school. And they tend to be very authoritarian. So they, they use this as a method of control and power, especially in poor neighborhoods. And it's not just, it's by two things. It was, one was by caste, which is, you know, how you're born, your color, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And the other is by class. And on either, either one, the cops came down hard on the poorest people and the, and the uh, people who had the least power. And it was just a matter of uh, bullies. That's what, the, that was, that's what it was all about. You know, I was, uh, I was, when I was really young, I was hitchhiking home from Florida and I was in Bowling Green, Virginia and, uh, uh, hitchhiking and was arrested and they found a pipe with residue and I was charged with marijuana. Well, I'd like to thank Sergeant Edwards who arrested me because he helped he helped me to determine a life path. Because when I was arrested for that, I said, I'm not gonna tolerate this. We're gonna make this legal. Right. And, and millions of other people felt the same way and also acted on it. But what I was going to say about it is, he did not have to arrest me. He wanted to arrest me. To, he wanted an arrest to control people to make them feel bad, to negativize the situation. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. And um, uh, so uh, from that, you realize, uh, or I realized, what a deficient person he was. Now, after the trial where I was found not guilty, and the judge said to the to the cop, I never want to see a case like this in this courtroom again. And the cop started arguing with the judge. He said, the judge said, I know what the law is. I just told you, I don't ever want to see a case like this in this courtroom ever again. So after the trial, I was with my mom and uh, my aunt, and uh, Sergeant Edwards came out and stood right in front of me and my, and, um, you know, my uh, mother, and put out his hand to shake hands with me. And um, so I had some choice words for him. And my uh, aunt said, well, you know, he wants to shake your And my aunt said, he wants, Eddie, he wants to shake your hand, you know. I said, uh, and I'll say, he wanted to put me in prison. This guy wanted to put me in prison. And, and my uh, aunt said to the cop, Sergeant Edwards, could you please get out of our way? And, um, you know, he was disappointed that he could not control the situation. You could have seen the look on his face. It was so such a disappointment that, yeah, people didn't say, oh, it's all okay. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't okay. 
and um, yeah, you know, and yeah, and I think that I, I I think that as marijuana becomes legal, we should look at reparations not only for poor people but for everybody whose life was directly affected by this. Yeah, absolutely, and it should. And, should and we should reexamine. We should also reexamine the judges who made these decisions that ruined so many people's lives. Millions of people's lives were, were, were ruined. You know, they couldn't get into college. They couldn't get a scholarship. They, they lost their professional license. In some states, you couldn't be a cosmetologist. You know, that is, you know, you couldn't cut hair if you had a marijuana conviction. Right. Can you imagine that? Ruining people's lives, millions of people's lives. And you know, just just as uh, um, America has to face its uh, racial biases and what it's done to poor people—I mean, to not just poor, to, but to uh, different sectors of society—blacks, browns, different ethnicities—and you know, this has been going on in the United States for hundreds of years. Not just the black-brown thing, but you know, at one point. No Irish need apply. Jews were discriminated against. Catholics were discriminated against. You know, there was an anti-Catholic party in the United States in the 19th century. So uh, we have to we have to look at this, and part of it is looking at the drug thing and how many people's lives were ruined and how we uh, pay. What what is the payback for it? Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know that you could ever pay back like somebody whose life got ruined who, who went out to be a cosmetologist and couldn't get a job, you know, I mean, one Doctor, time, doctors, lawyers, you know, you have all of those professions where you needed a license, where you could not get a license if you had a drug conviction. You could get, you know, at some point, you might have been able to get a license after serving time for a murder or a robbery, but right. pot, no, no you know, yeah. no. Too dangerous. Yeah. Too so, dangerous. so uh, <laughs> <Remember> yeah. <madness. laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. And yeah. and uh, a lot of people, you know, so many people were hurt by this that uh, America, that you know, at some point we we have to look at it. And you know, some of these people are aging out. I mean, yeah. if if somebody was busted in 1970 right. or 1980, right. you know, a good part of their most of their life has been affected by it. Right. Oh, my mine was it was affected by that arrest. Yeah. I said, this isn't going to last. I'm going to help to take this down. Yeah. Thank you. For all your That's what. Well, I wasn't the only one. I mean, yeah. the, the, you know, you know, some people said, oh, I better stay away from this because look at what happened to me. And, and, uh, and then others said, um, you know. What about the injustice? And um, right. a good, I, I think if you look at a lot of the older activists, you could say, um, what, bus, what bus got you involved? And they have a so, story. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah. I I'm going to make Sergeant Jenwood famous. Yeah, I think you already have. <laughs> I wonder if he's getting letters yet. Thank you. <laughs> We'd like to thank you for Ed. <laughs> On behalf of Ed. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, 
you know, it's it's interesting. When we first started our business, we said, you know, give it 10 to 20 years, and we'll have, we'll see more, you know, a lot more changes. And I still think there's, you know, there's some time out. Uh, you know, there's still a ways off. But do you think that, like, with alcohol, you said they have, you know, good hand, the government has a good hand in control. Do you think that it's going to switch over and they're going to have a big hand on, you know, uh, the cannabis industry as well? In that I mean, regard, in, in terms of regulation and yeah, such? Yeah, exactly, in terms of regulation. Well, and one of the things is that with, that with regulation, uh, you need the cooperation of the population. So what if everybody, what if everybody just decided to drive without driver's license? I mean, and like every time the cops stop somebody, they don't have a license, right? Right. Well, at some point, um, uh, that whole regulatory system would fail, and it, it only uh, uh, it only succeeds because of the cooperation of the of the population as a whole, who feels that it is good for. Um, the government or society to regulate who drives and, you know, the safety of the vehicles and things like that. So the problem for the government with cannabis is this, is that it's a seed and it's easily transferable and it's easily growable. And if the entire population, like for instance, where in the golden, uh, in the uh, Emerald Triangle, the entire population said, we're ignoring these laws. You can try to enforce them, and you can pull somebody out, but in general, you're not going to stop this. You can do all the raids you want, but you're not right. going to stop it. So, if, so, and I think that that is the situation with, um, with cannabis in general. I don't care if you say you can only grow six plants. What are you going to do? Bust everybody who has ten plants? What right. you know? What kind of craziness? Oh, you can only grow six plants. Well, I'm going to grow six ten-pound plants. Right. What are you going to do about that? Right. You know? So it's it's impossible, but and has been impossible for the government to regulate cannabis. And just, let me just give you an example. The major, in California, which has all of these dispensaries and you know uh, uh, places where people can buy pot, right? Right. Legally, but most pot in California, first of all, a good percentage of it is exported mm-hmm. to other states, and then uh, and most pot that's grown in California uh, for commercial purposes is grown outside the regulatory system. That's right. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So I mean, even with all those giant greenhouses and everything, uh-huh. when you start counting up, you know, the individuals who have 10 lights or four lights or six lights or, or, or growing outdoors, when you look at it, there's more uh, commerce outside the regulatory system than, than inside. Right. And that's going to happen all over the country, yeah. or that is happening. Yeah. And you know, so, so, uh, uh, and, um, and there's room for, for it all. I mean, like, like, it's really interesting how, uh, these, uh, 
people who are in this, you know, uh, who are involved in some sort of uh, um, licensed commercial business, they all say, or so many of them say, oh, stop these independents, stop these people. The reason we're not doing well is because there's, you know, there's a, a traditional market still, you know, stop it. And, and, and it, what people haven't realized about the, uh, uh, about the legal market, especially when you have uh, giant corporations in the legal market, is that there's this big transference of wealth from the marijuana community to the capitalist community. Mm -hmm. And you didn't have as much of that when it was totally independent because the money was being transferred from within the community. And, um, but I don't think that the government is ever going to be able to control the uh, traditional market. And there's, there's no way that they can. They can, they can bust some big growers, but, but they're never going to control that. And they have no way of doing that. Right. Well, there's just too many people. There's just too many people. I mean, if, if, right. if the driver's license example, if everybody, you know, stopped carrying a driver's license and they took all those people down to the station, <laughs> the station right. would be overrun with people every day and they wouldn't know what to do except for, like you say, throw the system out. But I, ho I hope... Well, I was going to say, and I mean, there's good reason for the government uh, to regulate um, uh, legal sales of cannabis, but there isn't reason for it. Uh, and and they, you know, and they want to keep, um, it, it's in the government's interest to keep everything uh, within that regulated system, but it's just not going to happen because people just don't, um, they, uh, they, they, they don't have the acceptance of the entire of the, most of the community, so there's there will continue to be a uh, a traditional market. Yeah, that's for sure. I hope farmers markets are someday allowed, but we'll see about that. Depending on do you guys do farmers markets over there, where you just have an open market, you can buy. We, we 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 used to. I I I don't think that they're uh, legal anymore. But one thing that is legal. Yeah. is giving marijuana away. Right. And for instance, there's this community, uh, there's this city called Mar Mar Martinez, and it's in uh, in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. And they said that, no, you know, you can't set up a dispensary, you can't do any legal marijuana business in the city. So a group of us went down to the city hall on a Sunday and uh, in a well-publicized uh, uh, event, we um, handed out ha uh, quarter ounces of cannabis to anybody who wanted one. You know, it, wow. it's totally legal to, it's totally legal for, for anyone over 21 to possess, so we really didn't, so we really didn't have to check IDs or medical or anything like that, and we were just handing out pot, yeah. and there's nothing they could do because there's no law against hand, hand, giving away pot. Right. And uh, we got contributions from a couple of uh, growers who just loved the idea that yeah. their pot would be given to, be given away to people. Right. That's awesome. It, yeah. I bet that was so, very well received. 
Oh yeah, was helping. Yeah, and then uh, and um, so uh, that that's one thing. I, in fact, as part of uh, the book um, uh, publicity for the book, I'm planning this spring to uh, have uh, what I call the million marijuana seed giveaway and have seed giveaways in various uh, parts of California. Okay. And, you, you know, you can't transfer seed from state to state. So I, w- I will do it. I'm willing to do it in other states as, as long as we can get the seeds uh, stateside, you know, in that state. Okay. Right. Well, well, then we need people to contribute the seed, you know, well, to, to give Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think it's really important that we have these seed giveaways. I'm planning one in in the San Francisco Bay Area and one in the Los Angeles area. Nice. Okay. Well, uh, I'll work with you on it, you know. And, you know, uh, actually, we should do it in Phoenix. There you go. You know, right? I mean, we could do it in both cities. But, but, but the idea is like get get people growing. Yeah. And you know, like I have a self interest in that, but but and also, you know, I don't I don't have any um, guilt about getting them addicted to growing. Right. Which means right. getting them addicted to your new book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
kind of trying to conserve energy here. I got some uh, LED lights and some ceramic metal halide lights and turn the CO2 machine off. Am I going to lose a whole lot now? or You're wasting electricity. Okay. Because uh, were you burning CO2? Yes, were you burning? Well, Well, let's say you went to a tank instead of burning. So, so I had the propane tank with the burner up top. Yeah, right. but let's say you, let's say you've got a CO2 tank though, yeah. so that it, so that you weren't burning, burning. Okay. Right? right? So then you don't create heat for your garden then, okay. right? right? But and that CO2, the way that the CO2, if you've got CO2 in a tank, mm-hmm. the way that that's gathered is that they chill air, and the CO2 drops out of the air when okay. it's chill, when it's frozen. Okay. And, right? And then they collect that CO2 and they, and they bottle it. So you're actually removing CO2 from the atmosphere. Hmm. And then that CO2 will increase your gro- growth rate by 20 to 30%, right? Yeah. You've seen that, right? Yes, I have. Yes. So, so if, you, if you're not using that CO2, then you're wasting electricity because you're not getting the full use of the electricity, and the CO2 is so inexpensive as compared with the use of the, of the electricity. Awesome. You see, so you can use some of the parts because you you already have the sensor that turns it on and off. Right. Yeah. So you attach that to the tank. Okay. And so we'll just release CO2 as it's needed. Would, and it's very it's very inexpensive. Yeah. I wondered that. I really did because there is a lot of light in the room, and I wondered uh, if they were able to absorb that. So other question for you. Um, yes. I've got some plants in there that the fan leaves are, so, I mean, they're bigger than my hands. They're so big, they're blocking the, uh, the buds from underneath. I mean, they're just, Take them off. Remove them. Okay. All right. Yeah, you don't want to block the buds. Yeah. There's a fellow by the name of John Howe, and he put out a book called uh, Three for Light. And what he does okay. is, and his method is that he removes most of, almost all the families um, uh, w- when he starts flowering, and then at the 20th day of flowering. Okay. And and he and so he found that. Uh, Put more energy into the buds that way. Right, and they don't need the families to soak up the light. Well, you would think that they do, but they uh, he he seemed he he's shown that you can get a higher yield. The name of his book is called Three Light. Okay, I'll check it out. Three Light. Um, I have another one more question for you. I don't want to keep you all day because I could. <laughs> you talk about um, picking. The buds individually when they're ready. That scares, yeah. scares the heck out of me. <laughs> you, so you do that. That's what you do. You know buds before it's time. Well, you know it all depends. It, it all depends how much uh, weed you're dealing with. Okay. One thing. Okay. And right. and and uh, gotcha. so so I had I had some uh, plants that were um, uh, that were outdoors and. Um, they had buds all uh, they were against the building and so the uh, 
the top, all of the buds matured at the same time because they were getting the same amount of light. And so even though some of the inner bud wasn't, wasn't quite ready, I, I just took the, the entire. But I've noticed, you know, uh, especially some of the uh, underneath, if I don't trim that out, you know, do you, do you yeah. trim that out underneath there? Well, it all depends what the, what the, what the plant looks like mm -hmm. and, um, you know, how, how you've pruned it. But right. people lollipop their plants a lot, yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, not topping. Lollipop would be they take the bottom branches off. Oh, okay. So it's, so it's a lollipop? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what about topping? I've tried that. But. Well, you'll get, you know, if you take, uh, the, if you um, flip the main branch, you'll get uh, a lot of side branching and the total amount of weight, the total yield will increase. Okay. But the budget, but you'll have more smaller buds. Smaller buds. Okay. Yeah. Is that what dispensary do a lot to get just you know mass, you know commercial just to get bigger to get it out there? Well, actually, the, the fastest and most efficient method of cultivating is to just grow very small plants that don't and flower them before they branch. Right. And so that you just get one bud right. to plant, and you uh, can plant them like you can plant up to four foot per square foot that way. Oh wow! Yeah, That's and you, you so you just you know you just get it looks like a giant you know it, it's just one giant cola. Yeah. Yes. Well. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's so much. I, there's so many things that I could I still want to ask, but I. Uh, we got to get the, the end of the show here, and I wanted to say congratulations on your book. Well, thank you so um, much. We can't wait to. Uh, we'll have it in our shops. We got a new shop opening, and we'll put it in both our shops for sale. And we hope that uh, we do have that seed giveaway. I will. We'll stay in contact. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, let's plan for it in the spring. Okay. But, yeah. 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 And we have to make sure that it's legal to give seeds away in in Arizona. Okay. I will look into that. I see because it's. Uh, you know, like non, uh, you know, if there's a tra transfer without, uh, it's legal in California to transfer as long as there's no recompense. Exactly. You, know, you can gift it. Yeah. Gifting is fine. I'm pretty sure gifting is pretty good here. So we're pretty much the same here. Gifting is okay as long as you don't get anything in return. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Except maybe a hug or two. You know, that might be okay. Yeah.
Okay. Platforms the same day that it comes out. And what about audio? Are you going to read the book to us? You know, it, <laughs> it's it's too complex a uh, book. Uh, I think you know it's a, it's a textbook. Yes. So I don't know about yeah. I don't know about that, but that's up to the audio people. You know, yeah. if they think that, that people uh, that would be helpful to people, I'd be certainly willing to do I that. I think it would be for those of us yeah. who like pictures more than words. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Ed, so much. It's been a, a joy and an honor and a pleasure. And uh, best of luck yeah. and good health to you, Sam. Okay. Thank okay. you so much for having me. You bet. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye. All right, everybody. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sitting over there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Somehow, somewhere. <laughs> Thank you, Ed, so much. Thank you, Claudia, for arranging that. That was really fantastic. Um, and sorry about all the technology problems. At some point in life, um, we will switch to a platform that doesn't have those problems. So let's see here. Can you hear it? No, I can't hear it. Can you hear I don't even hear the jingle. For the bestie, it's like, I don't know, 90 days to Christmas. Get your bars ready. Thanks for uh, tuning in to Weed Day Wednesday. Uh, Ed Rosenthal, thank you so much for coming on. That was super awesome. And I didn't even get to all my questions, but, you know, it sounds like we're going to have a seed giveaway. Um, yeah. In the uh, springtime, we'll be giving seeds away with Ed Rosenthal. Ed Rosenthal will be on the lookout for that. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on. Next week, special guest, Earl Carruthers. Are we almost down to the end of the thing? i got to check and see where we are. Uh, Earl Crothers next week. As always, be smart, be safe, and educate. We love you guys. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday, September 22nd. Thank you. Grow, grow, grow. Wednesday, Wednesday, and have a week over there. You guys rock.